Thank you for tuning in to the Deepest Desires podcast, where we're being extra open and honest about our spiritual journey, the ups and downs, the wins and losses, and remembering we're all human. No pressure to feel perfect in this space because we're all just messy humans going through life. So let's dive in. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Deepest Desires podcast. This is your host, Triana. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. I hope you will stick around and hang out and see what we're all about. And if you are returning, hello, hello. Thank you for clicking on another episode and I appreciate you more than you will ever know. So, today's episode is super exciting. I teased it a bit on the podcast Instagram stories, and this is just a juicy one. One of my favorite expanders, as I said, um, when we get into the episode and I introduce her a little bit more, but she is the best. She is so great. She's always dropping gems, whether it's on the podcast, on her Instagram stories, the po- or <laughs> I already said the podcast, so whatever it may be. And many of you know her. It is Michaela J. And she is a manifestation mentor and personal development influencer with a spiritual education company leading women to manifest their next level lux lives, especially when it looks like it won't happen. And she is always giving you that push, that motivation, that inspiration you need. And it is just a great time to be in MJ world. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed being a part of it and get a lot of juicy tidbits from it. So without further ado, we will dive in. All right. Hey guys, I am here with an exciting guest. If you guys listened to last week's episode, I gave a little um, sneak peek of how excited it's going to be. This is a major expander for me and I love her. You guys, many of you guys know her. Um, I did leave a poll on my story on Instagram the other week and I asked you guys what questions you want to ask her um, and a few of you were excited. So you guys have been waiting for this um, and I'm just excited to bring her on so she can be an expander for you guys as well. So this is the Michaela J and I will let her introduce herself to you guys. Yay! Hi guys! I'm so excited to be on. Thank you for having me on as a guest. I, I can't wait to chat and see all the things we get into. Uh, if you don't know me, hi, I am Michaela J. I'm a manifestation coach. I have a spiritual education company. I run and host the Mindset Magic and Manifestation podcast. I do a little bit of all of the things in all of the places, but really my goal and purpose online is to teach women how to manifest their next level selves and manifest their next level lux lives. So it's a vibe. It's a party. <laughs> we love it. And I'm sure you guys know the podcast i love it as well and like i said she's a major expander for me and probably for you guys as well and as we were just talking about she does all the things as she always says and that's my favorite she inspires me to keep going all the time so this is going to be a good one i know she's going to give you guys a lot of knowledge a lot of good advice and takeaways so just Buckle in for the ride, okay? <laughs> Have something to write on, of course. Yes. I also am notorious for giving homework. So oh, take notes, ladies. She <laughs> is. We love the MJ homework. You guys better Always. do it and send it to the both of us. DM us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> homework check-in. Right. Okay. 
So the first question, actually, before we get into that, I did want to, because I remembered earlier today, I think, well, I know you've mentioned it a few times, but you have an alien past life. Am I correct? I do have an alien past life. Oh my God. I have not gotten to talk about this on a podcast. Oh my God. Wow. I wanted to because I have one as well. And I was Ooh. a Pleiadian and I have no one else to talk to about it. Everyone else probably thinks okay. I'm fucking insane. So <laughs> I'm like, no, I remembered right it earlier. Place. Yes. I remembered it earlier. And I was like, I got to ask Michaela real quick because you guys need to hear from somebody else. So you guys don't think I'm the only one in La La Land <laughs> in case you do. <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. I have an alien past life. I was a Syrian, um, from the star. It's a star, but when you, when you look at the dimensional things, it's kind of a planet Sirius, which is actually the brightest star in our galaxy. Um, in certain parts of the U S you can look in the sky and see it. And anytime I'm on road trips and I can see it, literally my face is glued to the window of the car because I'm like, Oh, wow. <laughs> but I was a Syrian and it's really interesting. I found out a lot about my alien past life doing breath work. And it's just a form of breathing. It's mouth breathing for like 20 to 30 minutes. And you over oxygenate your entire body. So you kind of lose control and your, your mind is kind of out of control of the things going on. And it puts you almost in this like weird lucid state where you get all these downloads. It feels like you're tripping, but you're just breathing, basically. And I like basically was instantly taken back to my alien home planet the first time. The second time I did breath work, I like met my alien parents. And I learned a lot about that lifestyle um, that I was living. And basically, there was like um, a royal family. And I was what would be the equivalent of like the high priestess. Uh, in that family accord, which is why I have a high priestess tattoo, or I guess if you could relate it to like England, maybe like a princess, but I'm like, high priestess is way more of a vibe and it connects to tarot. So that's always what's resonated with me the most. Um, but it, I've learned so many interesting things about my alien past life because Syrians and Sirius as a home planet is in the fifth dimension. And so we are healers naturally. And the fifth dimension is when in like consciousness is when you've mastered manifestation. So I've not, I naturally have these manifestation abilities. That's why I can teach so much about manifestation because I have all this kind of like ancient knowledge from my past life and we're healers. And I even found out like how I had died in my past life and on fifth dimensional planets, you can choose to be healed or if you want to like reincarnate into something else. And I chose to come to earth. Like that was directly before this lifetime. And sometimes I'm like, why the fuck did I choose that? Because earth is like so whack at times, but I'm like, I'm obviously here for a purpose and I get to teach a lot of these ancient teachings that I had in my past life. So it's really interesting. Sirius is also 80% water and I've always really resonated with like mermaids. I've always like felt my most in flow when I'm near water. I love the beach. I love like taking long showers. I'm like notorious for my bath rituals and stuff. So I have learned that from my past life planet that that really helps me get in tune with my manifestation powers. So yeah, Syrian high priestess, angel mixture, mermaid, who knows, but it's always been really interesting to learn more about that part of like my history before Earth. No, I love it. I so glad to have someone to actually talk about it with. Yeah, and I definitely 
um, I should do the breath work because I would love a past life regression. I don't know as Yes. much about my past life as I would love to. Um, Mm-hmm. but I don't know about you. Whenever I like, I feel calm looking at the night sky, the stars, it makes me like, it feels like home. Like Yep, a hundred I imagine, percent. yes, I imagine myself in a spaceship and all the stars, like seeing all the planets and I'm just happy. I'm like, that is serene to me. I know other people would be terrified. That's like, I'm like, send me off in a spaceship. If Elon Musk asked me, I would take the risk. I'm signing up. I just got that's so funny. We've been going through a bunch of stuff in our house lately. And I just found a list of like goals I wrote in literally like 2018, which is so funny because some of the things have manifested. Like I had my Range Rover on there. I had the Tesla on there. I had like moved to Los Angeles, all these things. At the very bottom, it's like go to the moon. I'm like, oh, still manifesting that one, guys. <laughs> that is definitely me. I'm a cancer, <laughs> so moon child. So definitely I feel okay. that too. Like if I could take a step on the moon, we'll book a trip together. We'll tell A thousand Elon. percent. We will go. <laughs> That's so great. yes. I know there is a past life regression, like meditation you can do on YouTube. I'll have to send it to you. and Maybe you can link it in the show Yes. notes for everybody. Um, that way it's just like flying free. I think it's like 30 Yes. minutes. I've We will used have it to before. do that. Yes, I've used it before, but I definitely found that breathwork gives me a lot more downloads, but it's hard because breathwork isn't only to transform to your past Uh life, huh. you know? So everybody has different experiences. Like I've known people who Right. have experiences where they end up seeing their higher self. They end up forgiving, you know, their family members. I've literally been in the room with somebody who's doing breathwork and they like woke up sobbing. So they're like, I just discovered my life purpose. Like there's so many things that come through breathwork. Uh, that's really crazy, but I've been fortunate enough to find out about my past life that way. I think it was part of my intention, which always helps too. Uh, and it's just so fascinating. The more you find out about your past life, the more this lifetime kind of starts to make sense. And I know that was so true for me because I'm like, oh, water, I love water. And I was a swimmer growing up and I always feel my most calm when I do bath rituals. Oh, it's a 5D planet, a master manifestation. Hi, like, <laughs> like the manifestation master. There's like all of these things that I was like, oh yeah. And like, I have even down to the smallest details, like I have very like alien looking fingers. <laughs> like, it's like, it just makes sense. <laughs> I can't that's so funny yeah no and I agree I think the same thing sometimes I'm like no way I chose to come here so I Oh, seriously. fully understand like sometimes I'm like get me <laughs> all somebody come pick me up pick me yeah. up I'm tired of this so I feel you but yeah I definitely have to look into that because the <laughs> I already kind of knew I found that out but a few years ago I had a dream of a planet completely different and it oh. I I can remember it down to the T. I want a painting of it um, so badly. So I need to find a painter that can paint it. But Yeah. it was so beautiful. And I just woke up and I was like, I don't know. That's home. Like, I there's no questions about it. To me, that's home. Yep. And I have super vivid dreams anyways. Since I came back from Arizona years ago, I don't know why. Um, but I The can donut feel, energy. I can taste, I can smell. Yes, everything. Um, so that dream, I always go back to it. Like, I close my eyes. I can see it all. And... Um, I remember seeing a planet really close, like, like I looked up at the sky, I could see it really close. And Yeah. I was like, let me look up the Pleiades star system. And I was like, there's like two options it could be. Oh, So it has to be one of those. So I was like, a thousand I wish percent. I knew. Yes. But it was so exciting. I was like, so the dreams as far as I've gotten, that's the most That's I've found great. out, but it's Oh exciting. my gosh. Yes. It was beautiful. I was like, I just want to see home. I want to go home, but it Yeah. is exciting. Oh. So I just, I had to ask you about it.
hundred percent. And it's so funny that you feel that way because a lot of Pleiadians feel that longing for home because I'm pretty sure like the, from my research, the like core home Pleiadian planet was like, it, it had exploded or had blown up in some like galactic war, like spiritual warfare. And so people who find themselves resonating with the Pleiadian lifetime always feel a longing for home. They don't ever feel fully like rooted wherever they are because they're like, this feels right, but it doesn't feel like home. And so that makes so much sense why you feel that way of like, I just want to see it. I just want to go there. I just want to be there. <laughs> and it really checks out. Yeah, I know. It's it's really sad because I did hear that too. And I'm like, who did it? Yeah. Because I'm about to come after you. <laughs> Let me find out because I'm upset Seriously. about it. Seriously. <laughs> Which one of you aliens blew up my home planet? <laughs> yes, let me know. <laughs> it's okay. You can come to okay. Sirius in our next lifetime. Yes, vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's so okay. great. Perfect. All right. So sorry about that little detour, guys. We'll move into the actual first question, <laughs> which is making things an experience is a huge part of the MJ world, as we've already touched on. So how does this change the game when you cre are creating your desired reality? Mm, the MJ experience. I have a whole podcast episode on this that I, I don't know why it took me so long to do an episode on this because I think it's something that's so second nature to me that I'm like, I don't even think about it. And then when I started dating my now husband, I was like, yeah, everything's just an MJ experience because like the way things click in my life, the way I think is very different. So I'm like, yeah, it's just an experience. You just have to experience it. So this part, this mindset is the idea that you are not just like this person, you are a full experience. You were like, oh, you're not even a movie. It's just a living, walking, breathing experience that you constantly need to be a part of. And so whenever you're doing anything, whenever you come into contact with somebody, they're getting that energy. It's so magnetic because it's, it's all about you, but in a confident way and not in a like, I'm better than you egotistical way, right? It's like, come have this experience with me, come be a part of this energy with me. And because of that, it makes your manifestations magnetized to you. And I think the underlying part of it is the certainty and the confidence you get in that. Like knowing you are the experience makes you really certain when people are around you because you're certain of yourself. So it's like, I can come on a podcast interview and I can know that this is going to be a great time. I can, I know that we're going to have a great conversation. I know people are going to get value out of it. And so that, magnet, that magnetizes all these manifestations because mag manifestations love like a solid ass bitch is what I always like to call it. They love a certain human because think about it in terms of dating. Like you don't want, I was just talking about this on a training. I'm like, you don't want the weird, sketchy, long distance boyfriend who is hiding, who's not texting you back. And like, when you're like that in your life or you're like, sometimes you're confident other times you just hide and then you avoid things. And then your friends ask you to go out and you're feeling insecure. So you just avoid their text messages you are being the sketchy long distance boyfriend. Your manifestations don't want any part of that. Just like you don't want to date somebody like that. And so when we think about being the experience, we are open to all of the things all the time. And then you build this confidence because people notice, like when you feel that way about yourself, people notice like your energy is so magnetic. Like you are glowing, you look so on point. Like people will just give you and shower you all these compliments on top of how amazing you already feel yourself. And so when you feel certain and confident, manifestations are just going to be like a duh, yes, of course, coming into your world. 
But what does it actually look like to make things an experience? It's choosing to take the mundane parts of your life and kind of like judge them up, like how to make them kind of make them a vibe in every moment. So like whenever my husband and I eat dinner, which is every fucking night, we set the table, you know, we have gold placemats, we have gold silverware, I have like cup holders or like the things you put your coasters, things you put your cups on that are like marble and gold, all of our like plates match and we make our food look pretty to make it a vibe, make eating an experience. Same thing as like a simple act of like going to get coffee, like I'm gonna put on like a cute athleisure outfit and make it an experience. Because that makes you feel better about yourself and makes everything around you more beautiful. And I feel like when you feel better and everything around you is beautiful, it's easier to be grateful. And it's not about you having to buy gold silverware and you having to like go buy Lululemon everything. Like you can always do what you can with what you have. But it's the intentionality, making things more beautiful, being like 1% more grateful. And that compounds into more confidence. So that completely changes the game when you are manifesting things because you are just going to be a magnet to things coming into your life. Yes. And I love that. I love the whole making things an experience because I feel oftentimes in, I guess, a three-dimensional term, we get called extra. Like everything has to be cute, pretty, aesthetic, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And like people are like, you're so extra, you're so bougie. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, I just want to thoroughly enjoy every bit of this. Like, yeah, yeah, it has to be amazing. Like we... I, I felt that that example you gave of dinner, like the food has to be plated beautifully, the silverware, the plateware, like it has to look cute. And I definitely feel that I'm obsessed with, do you know those double walled glass cups? It's no. like where you can see it's the drink. I actually have a cup back there. I'm debating if I should go grab it. <laughs> <laughs> it has, um, I'll show you after if I remember. Um, okay. So it has the <laughs> cup and then around it, it has a, mm-hmm. more glass around it. So it has a space in between the bottom of oh, the cup Oh, I have and a mug drink. like that. Yeah. So I was like, cute. I feel like I've seen you have one possibly yeah, on your story or something. <laughs> um, and I'm obsessed with those. That's my favorite thing. And I'm like, I don't care how extra I will make my morning tea in a regular regular cup and then pour it mm-hmm. in there, pour just it, drink it out. <laughs> yeah. And just things like that. It really does make things like you said, an experience. It makes it honestly kind of a memory, even the mundane things like you just yeah. feel good all the time. And like you said, that confidence comes in and it's the same way if you're wearing a super cute outfit that you feel like a bad bitch in, you're going to go about your day in a higher energy. It's the same way if you eat your food on a beautiful plating and all of that, make it look pretty. It's going to just be like, this yeah. food is 10 times better than if it was a just thrown on there. You appreciate it so much more and then it really does make it a memory. I love that you put it that way yes. because that's what it is. I do the same thing with my cups. I love drinking out of wine glasses. I'm obsessed as part of my night routine drinking magnesium. And so like, we'll make the magnesium and shake it up in our like blender bottle. And I'll put it in a wine glass. And my husband will make it for me in a wine glass every time because I'm like, yeah, this is cute. I'm not having wine, but like in bed with my magnesium getting ready to sleep. It really changes the game for things because Mm -hmm. it just makes you feel amazing. And also you touched on like clothes and like when you wear something makes you feel like a bad bitch. How many times do we like wait to wear something for a special event? Or it's like, we have heels in our closet we never fucking wear. You can wear Mm -hmm. them to the grocery store. Wear them to the grocery store. Like, make it an experience. People are going to look at her and be like, 
she has got a vibe going on <laughs> seriously the other day my husband and i went to home depot and i was wearing literally like a pink matching set it was like a pink button up like mm-hmm. flowy pink pants i had a pink purse like i don't it was just so extra looking my gucci sunglasses and the girl that like i checked out she was like you look so nice and i was like thank you we're in fucking home depot <laughs> and it's like you can make things a vibe and experience you don't have to wait for vacation to wear that cute outfit you don't have to wait for the fancy dinner to pull out your heels you get to make that your everyday life and the more integrated it is the more you feel like you're living this luxurious life and at the end of the day like that's the goal what is your vision life and how can you integrate those things in now not just when you're there not just when you have a special event going on right and that's when you said the home depot example because I walked in one day in a very girly outfit because I needed, I think I was getting knobs for my bathroom because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the knobs are ugly. I got to change these. Like the smallest yeah, thing. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to change them. And I walked in a girly outfit and almost immediately they're like, do you need help? And I'm like, ah. I know I look girly. No, like I, <laughs> they, they will definitely look at you a little crazy sometimes, but it's like, no, I got yeah. this. Like, I just feel good in this. I wanted to wear this, whatever. But I know you definitely can probably relate to the example living in Nebraska. Um, I live in a small town, so it can be hard mm-hmm. sometimes to find the confidence to wear something extra to like the grocery oh, store, like you said. Because yeah. you're like, oh God, it's my tiny hometown. Like all the old people yeah. are going to be like, what the heck is what? wrong with her? <laughs> and like, just so extra. So I'm sure you can relate to that because it can be hard sometimes to work up that courage. But Sometimes you just got to do it if you're going to feel good in it and just ignore the looks. Be like, sorry, I'm living my life authentically. Sorry, I look good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So for everybody who doesn't know, I'm from Nebraska originally. I like grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. I went to college in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I have always like had a bougie taste for style. So I would literally be wearing like fake fur coats on my college campus. And people are like, what the actual fuck? I would wear heels to school all the time. Like get ready every single day. Like even in high school, I actually had a rule for myself. I would never wear sweatpants to school. So I always looked nice. And people like they like raise an eyebrow and ask questions. And it's like, yeah, but I'm sorry, like, I I look good, and I feel good. And so I'm going to be getting closer to my goals. Because like, the longer we like, sit in our sweatpants and athleisure wear, we're just so casual, we don't get as much done, because we don't feel on. And that's Mm -hmm. one thing that I love about uh, living in LA now, it's like, everybody gets dressed up to like, even go to the grocery store. And I'm like, okay, now I have to get (laughs) like dressed up to go to the grocery store and like requires more out of you. But it's like, I wouldn't have had that wouldn't have been such a second nature if I hadn't like busted through those like uncomfortable limiting beliefs when I lived in Nebraska, like, what are people gonna think? And then at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? It's my life, not theirs. Right. And I mean, we also hear people say, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but like the people who go in like the Cookie Monster pajamas to Walmart, like you hear people <laughs> talk bad about them too. So it's like, w- yeah, y'all want us to just be casual. So it doesn't matter because they're going to talk yeah. either way. <laughs> so just wear whatever makes you feel like a bad bitch and just go on about your life because if somebody's worried about someone else's life, then that's that's on them. <laughs> that's their problem. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. The second one, not really a question, but um, can you give us the best methods for knocking down your goals the MJ way? Mm, 
So I go about my goals and my manifestations with my four step manifesting process that I have literally had since I first started learning about manifesting. So this is like my tried and true method. And it's four steps of like all the things you need for manifesting. The first step is clarity. Know what it is you want, but like, be a little crazy about it. Like be so specific. So I'm going to use an example, like a car manifesting a car for an example, because it's just something we can all relate to everybody's like gone out or like wanted to buy a car. So when you're thinking about buying a car, maybe you know, I'm going to use my car, for example, like a Range Rover, okay, I want a Range Rover. Well, like, what color? What interior? Do you know what rims you want? Do you want one sunroof or two? Like literally my Range Rover has a mini fridge in it. Do you want a mini fridge or not? Like, do you want the Range Rover with the massage chairs? I don't have that. And I wish I would have known about that. I wish I would have been more specific. Um, so it's like, what year do you want? What style? Mine's a Range Rover Sport. Do you want a Land Rover? Do you want, you know, there's so many different ones. Do you want a Discovery? Like be so freaking specific. And I think we worry about being specific sometimes because we're like, oh my gosh, well, kind of like when you're searching for an apartment, the more filters, the smaller the pool gets. And we feel that way about our manifestations. But at the end of the day, the smaller the pool, the easier it is for the universe to just pick up that one thing and bring it to us. Because you're not open for just anything. You're open for the exact thing you want. So the first step of my process is always getting really, really clear on what that manifestation looks like. And so a practice I might use with that is making a vision board. I love making my vision boards on Pinterest because I have so many different vision boards. I'm like, I cannot explore all of these vision boards on my computer. Like takes up too much space. So Pinterest is where I do my vision boards or you guys can make a normal one. Um, journaling about what it is you desire using scripting, drilling about what it would look like if you already had that manifestation, building that clarity is the first step. The second step is matching the vibe. So this is where we bring in this experience, this energy into our manifestation. This is where you ask yourself, if I already had the thing, how would I be feeling? If I already had the Range Rover I wanted, I would feel elevated, I would feel excited, I would feel relief, right? Whatever it is that comes up for you. And then you tap into those feelings every single day. Because then you're bringing that energy into the action steps you're going to be taking, which we'll get into in step three. And that really influences how those action steps go. Because the way you do things is the way you're going to experience things. So if you want to experience the elevated, the relief, the excitement, you need to take that energy and put it into those action steps. So ways I kind of tap into those feelings are going to be visualization. I might use EFT tapping to get myself into those feelings, right? I might like make a playlist of like, okay, this is the playlist I would listen to in my car. So every time I listen to it, I think about the car, I get excited, right? Those are going to be some activities for that step. And third step is where we take action. So we ask ourselves, and I like to ask this in my journal, like, what would you have me do? And I'm essentially asking this to my higher self and my spirit guides. It's like, okay, if this is the desired manifestation, and I'm feeling excited, I'm feeling expanded, I'm feeling all of these things, what would you have me do to get there faster? What would you have me do? And those are your action steps. And so this is going to be a mixture of practical, like looking up cars from the different car websites, test driving the car, going to the dealerships, asking around if anyone's selling a car, literally like looking on Facebook market for the car, whatever you taking the practical actions, but also you taking the other actions you feel inspired to of like cleaning out the car you have now starting to treat that car as if you would treat your dream car. 
and doing what you feel inspired to make this happen. Maybe it's asking for extra hours at work. So you have that money saved up for your down payment. It literally anything that comes through are going to be your action steps. And it's really important that this is the third step. Because again, you want to bring in those vibes into those action steps, take those action steps. And the fourth is trust the universe. And this is one of the most important things that we can do, honestly, because manifestation is a co creative process. It's 50% of what we are willing to do physically and energetically, and then allowing the universe to match that energy. And that's the whole point of law of attraction, like attracts like, so we need to create the space to allow the universe to actually perform miracles for us, you know. And so one thing that we have to do when we're trusting the universe is literally go live your fucking life. Like how often do we have goals? And then we we take action. And maybe you did your journaling, you did all these things. And then you sit at home and you're like, where is it? Where's manifestation? And you're just like smothering the universe, essentially, instead of just going and living your life, trusting that it's all coming together. So that's really how I knock out all of my goals and how I really go about approaching my manifestations, being super clear, matching the energy every day, taking action steps towards every day, and trusting the universe enough where I can go live my life. And that's a rinse and repeat practice every single day that can literally be your new manifesting ritual every morning. It's like, okay, great. I know what I want. I did my journaling, I did my visualization to get into the energy. I've taken my action steps. I've done my work for the day. I'm off work. I'm good to go. I'm going to the pool. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm going to dinner with my man, whatever it's going to be. Rinse and repeat the next day. And you know, you're going to be getting closer to those manifestations. Yes, I love that. And that is the great MJ method, the great MJ way. And it puts it all together. It's the balance of the physical work and the spiritual work, which is something we've talked about on this podcast as well. I've um, told them the importance, like, make sure, because if you're just doing the spiritual work, not taking the physical work, you're not going to get as far as you want to, because like you said, it's a 50-50 thing, just like a partnership in a relationship or like, for instance, coaching, you have to do the work just as much as the other person thing, whatever will do the work. You can't put in 70 and let them put in less or vice versa. It's never going to work if you are just relying on the spiritual aspects of it. You have to have the physical and you, the, I mean, we've seen people like people who have gotten rich and didn't know spiritual stuff and totally didn't do that so sure you can have mostly physical but you're gonna work harder physically and you're going to get to the top and realize oh shit I gotta tune in to my mind and the spiritual side which I think we've all heard rich people find that out they're wealthy people they do morning routines they have spiritual spiritual gurus coaches even when we think they don't they, they tap do. into the spiritual side of things. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. you have to have the balance of both. And I love that our examples, every time you bring up an example, I'm like, this is great because I have something that aligns with that because you were talking <laughs> about the car and yeah. what I've been doing the past couple months, um, something 
random came up and a situation ended that like out of the blue and I'm like okay shit like this is a change it's good but it's also bad um and I've been anytime I have to drive whether it's someone somewhere I don't want to drive some mundane task or some somewhere I do want to go I am always imagining driving my dream car like mm. right now I drive a Honda Accord I love her but I want an NSX an Acura NSX that is my dream car mm. so I'm imagining I'm like because the interior <laughs> looks nice enough. So I'm like, I'm going to pretend that's an Acura sign. Yeah, literally. And I'm like, You're like, I'm pretty yes. the logo. <laughs> right. I'm going to tape it on there. Literally, I imagine that. I'm like, I'm driving to the business meeting. I'm driving to brunch with the girls. I can drive fast if I want to because it goes zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. Yeah, it's I love Tesla. it. <laughs> yes, I know. I love it. And I just imagine that I'm like all black interior. Like I just feel good in it. And that's something I've been doing um which helps with like the visual visualization like you said the that aspect I'm just imagining that I'm like even when and if I'm driving like to work and obviously I don't love to drive to a nine-to-five I'd like to be out of nine-to-five but when I'm imagining driving in my dream car I'm smiling ear to ear I'm like excited I'm giddy I'm like this is a great time we're in our dream car so things like that definitely help and I feel like when you were trying to in an older episode like way older when you were trying to manifest your Range Rover, I feel like you gave the example possibly of building the car you want on the website because most websites you can do that with yeah. the car. So that's a great way for like step one, getting clear on the details. Go build your dream car on that website. Like <laughs> They give it all to you yeah. and you can look at it and see the model so what your fun. car would look like. Yeah. And you personalize it to what you want. And it's funny, mm-hmm. that's almost exactly how I ended up getting my Tesla, which for everybody listening, I no longer have her. She got totaled in a car accident, <laughs> RIP. So oh sad. But then God. I bought my Range Rover. So like, I don't know, right. <laughs> pluses and minuses. <laughs> uh, so my best friend, Caleb and I both loved Teslas. And one thing we would do is we would like go get sushi happy hour. And we'd be like, let's go build Teslas on the website. And we did it one day. And I was like, oh, this just looks so nice. And I did it again the next day just by myself at home. And I realized I was like, the deposit for this is only $2,500. I could do that. And so then Mm -hmm. I was like, should I order a Tesla right now? And I literally (laughs) on like a Sunday evening before school, like before college the next day, I'm like, I'm ordering this Tesla. And I did. And I was like, I guess I'll just figure out how to pay for the rest. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I ended up like getting a lease on it and it was perfect. And I had to kind of like jump through some hoops to get it. But it was exactly how I ended up manifesting it because a lot of times with our dream cars too, we think it's so far out of reach. And in reality, we just don't actually know how much it costs. And we just don't have those conversations of what the payments would look like and, and how attainable it would be for us. So literally building the dream car is how I ended up kind of accidentally manifesting my <laughs> Tesla way sooner than I thought I would be getting it. And it was so funny and random. And I just like love that story. Cause I'm like a Sunday night before I'm going to like my junior year of college, like a school I hate. I'm like, well, at least I drive a Tesla to school now. I don't know. No. And I love that. And that, that messy, massive action. And that's um, a realization I had today is that every time Mm. I've taken messy, massive action on something that inspires me, it's always worked out amazing. And it's just insane. Like you just have to do it. And it's funny, like you saying the Sunday before I had to go back to college the next yeah. day. And I'm like, I feel like it always works out that way. Like it's something crazy. And then you have to go back to like your normal life. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's just such a funny 
I don't know. It's just, I love those situations. They're so great. Yeah. But definitely take that messy, massive action. It will do you well if it's yeah. aligned with your highest good. And you'll pretty much know because you'll be excited. You'll be mm-hmm. passionate about it. And that's what happened when I swiped up on Michaela's story and was like, should I? Yeah. And I think I saw it like 10 or 18 hours after you posted it. Like it was either 10 or 18 hours. Oh my gosh. Many people have probably asked her, like I shouldn't even try. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like, we'll see yeah. what she could say is sorry. So many people have asked me, I can't now. And right. I did it. And and here we are. Here we are. Yeah. I'm like, this is insane. And I know someone had um, DM'd me and said this was insane as well. And I'm like, I know. Like, Aww. you don't know this, but my first year of podcasting will be next month. And I'm like, <gasps> in less than a year, I have an amazing expander on here that inspires me. Oh, and my that gosh. Is just not what I thought would happen. So it's just super exciting. <laughs> the universe always brings us things faster when we're just like open to the possibility and willing to take that action, even if we're nervous, even if we're excited, even if we don't know how it's going to work out. And it's like, we have to be willing to put ourselves out there because our dream lives, all of our manifestations, they're outside of our comfort zone. They're outside of our current reality because if they weren't, we would have it right now, you know? Right. So it really takes us to push that over the edge. And here we are. Oh my gosh, one year podcasting. How are you going to celebrate? Uh, I have no idea. I actually, I, I'll probably be in Puerto Rico for it, technically. So it'll be Amazing. my birthday and I'll celebrate for the podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh, you have to do like a little celebration reel or something. Such a big oh deal. I know. And the milestones on Instagram and the podcast downloads as well have just happened. Um during May so that too I'm like yay so much to celebrate for but yeah I just feel like our our desired reality and the things we really want lie right behind the risks we have to take and I feel like that's that's all you guys gotta do that's all y'all gotta do and follow the MJ method (laughs) oh my gosh it works wonders and that goes perfectly like it lies behind the risks and the massive action to what you were kind of saying earlier and I wanted to make a comment on this of like people that we know who are super wealthy and super successful who aren't spiritual. There are, I would say a majority of them are doing mindset work on routines yes. and stuff. But of course, everybody has seen or known or, you know, watched on TV or online, those super unhappy, unfulfilled, really, really wealthy people. And the reason why they can achieve that level of success is because they're taking risky, massive action. And you can still like, crawl your way through to those goals and hustle your way through the 16 hour days and make it to the top. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At the end of the day, everybody can be successful. But we do it this spiritual energetic way because it feels better in the process. It feels more hopeful and that moves it forward faster. It's exactly what we're talking about with the experience is like when we are an experience when we're creating these experiences, we're enjoying our life right now. And I want you guys to think about fitting the experiences almost into like that step four of the manifestation process. It's like mm-hmm. when you're trusting the experience, go live your life and create these experiences. Because in that whole process, you're excited about what you want. You feel good. You took your actions so you feel accomplished. And now you're creating experiences that you're happy about right now. So your life is just happier and you're living a better quality of life than the people that are hustling it to the top. And at the end of the day, you'll achieve your success either way. But I rather do it the more fun, the more flowy, the more confident way, which would be going at it with a positive mindset and an open energy. 
Right. And it leaves you so much more fulfilled, both on the journey, like you said, and after, because as you said, there's those unfulfilled, wealthy people. And they also, it also helps you, I feel like, keep your wealth and your abundance Mm. because you are grateful for it. You're aware. um, And you know what it was like, like you did the mindset work. So I think that's a huge important part of it too is that it helps you keep your abundance so that because you don't want to be a little cuckoo in the head and lose it because you didn't do the mindset work um so definitely I love all that I think it was I I think we touched on it so great (laughs) yes so good okay the last question um which is a bit more of a personal question for me but anyone who maybe is listening is actually thinking um along the same lines of me, is about coaching. And I wanted to know, after deciding to become a coach, what did the start of that journey look like? And like, for example, did you have someone free to practice on? Were you fear fearful that you would be bad at it? Um, or did you immediately get a coach to learn? Because that is something I feel isn't touched on a lot when people mm. talk about becoming a coach. Yeah, it's like, how the fuck did you actually start all of this? <laughs> 100%. Um, so when I decided to become a coach, it was such a random life path change. So my whole life, I thought I was going to work in the fashion industry. And I specifically wanted to work in like fashion, social media and fashion PR. I was in college studying fashion, social media and French. And my like plans were to get my master's in fashion, social media and literally like move to Paris and like work in that world. And I had studied abroad in France for my French degree and had this huge spiritual awakening because I decided to go there and I was like, okay, I'm going to embody this version of myself. I've always wanted to be. And so I was like, okay, there's no complaining, no gossip, no being negative the whole time I'm here. I didn't know a single person on my trip. So I was like, they have no idea who I am. So I can just be this new person and being that new person for six weeks, that kind of gets integrated into who you actually are. And so when I came back, I deep dove studying into manifestation and mindset and all of these different elements and found out like that there was like a whole coaching industry, but I didn't really think too much about it because I was just doing my spiritual deep dive and learning. And then I started a blog because people were like, okay, you're like so happy. You're so positive you're in school, you're traveling all the time, you're working, you're in clubs, like, how are you managing all this? So I started a blog, that was kind of like a get your shit together, organization, productivity, I'm also a Capricorn. So like, we're just like, we just mean business, we get shit done. So I started as that. And people were always coming to me for advice. So to your question of like, was I afraid I was going to be bad at it? Not necessarily, because I knew I was always the friend people came to for like the free therapy kind of thing. And I was like, okay, I was a free therapy. I was like, the how to get your life together, friend, the how to be better at interviews and all the life things. So I was like, okay, I know I'll be good at this. Will I be able to change somebody's life? I hope so was always my question. But I was like, I know I'm good at this, because that's what people come to me for. And I had a YouTube channel as well, like my freshman year of college. And so I actually had joined somebody's program. It was like an in, like an influencer, become a full-time influencer program. And so I had almost still no intention of becoming a coach. I was like, okay, I just want to like make this my full-time thing. I transitioned the blog into spirituality. I was going to transition the YouTube channel into only like doing like blogs and spiritual rituals and stuff. And as I was going through the course, I was like, I should make something like this, like for all the spiritual things that I had learned. 
Because at that point, I had found my four step routine, I was really seeing the results of that I was manifesting trips and money and opportunities and like all of these different things I was manifesting good grades and studying less and like whatever I was manifesting my fitness goals really fast. So I was like, okay, like my entire life has changed. And I genuinely felt this moral obligation to teach other people because like, I have like a pretty like, fucked up childhood, like a little rough family life. And so I was like, if I can come from all of that and be this now, like I can help anybody at any point on like the spectrum of life, basically. And so it was that realization mixed with being in a program, not for coaching, but genuinely to be a full time influencer. And I think I had just studied the way that she was running the program. Uh, and I was like, I want to do something like this, but for spirituality. And that's when I made my first program, which is what I still run today, Mindset Magic and Manifestation Method. It's my four month like manifestation coaching program. And so when I was learning to coach, it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to mimic this outline that I was taking inside of a program. And then I launched my business, I had like launched the podcast, ran everything. And I think about a month in, I ended up hiring a business coach, because she had a podcast that was way bigger than mine. So I was like, how did you do that? <laughs> so I had hired her. And I had even hired her more so for the podcasting, like social media side of things, because she had a way bigger following. So I was like, I need to know what's going on there. Uh, so that's kind of how I got into it. So not immediately but about a month in and that was one of like the best decisions I made. I ended up working with her for like two and a half years. When you work with somebody for a long time, you like they know how you work, they know you so well, you feel really connected to them. So you can be open and vulnerable and be like, this is what's going on either in my personal life or like, this is what's going on in my business right now. Like, can you help me? And so you can really create like deep change with somebody that you know, and trust. And so I'm really glad that I did hire somebody uh, about a month in, but never specifically for coaching. I had knew I just knew I was like, when I talk to people, I'm gonna know what to say. And I but I also really trust my intuition. I'm very into with my intuition. So that was always helpful for me. At the very beginning, um, when I was taking like my very first coaching calls, because I was like, I have no idea how to structure these calls. Like I know I'm going to be helping people with their mindset. But like, I don't know what I'm supposed to necessarily like say or do to facilitate it because again like I didn't get any certifications I just knew what I was talking about and decided to help people and so I would make like a full page outline of like potential like questions exercises I had done for myself things to walk them through and I would kind of open up the call and be like what are you struggling with right now what are your goals what are you wanting to work on and then would look through my whole page outline and be like okay what is going to be beneficial for this so I would be nervous but that's kind of how I would prepare for it when I was a newbie coach. No, I love that. And I feel like that touched on it. Great. Cause that's been my question. I've mentioned it um, to everyone on the podcast that I recently was like, I'm going to become a coach because I had yeah. a question to myself. Cause I, I feel I might've mentioned it on the podcast as well, but I was telling um, the close people around me, I was like, I don't know if I should do it because I don't have that like, fuck, yes, this is what I should do or want to do. Mm. But I said I had, I didn't have that same feeling with the podcast, but I was trying to get myself out of my laziness, honestly. Um, so that's mm -hmm. how it started. And I was like, I don't really desire to have a podcast, but I'm going to start it and see. And it turned out that I loved it. And mm. I was like, maybe like, maybe I don't need that fuck yes feeling. Like maybe coaching is still the right thing, even though I don't have that because I love helping people. I 
see how I transform the lives of people around me when also mm-hmm. when they put in the work, because that is a big part. Yeah. Of, if someone's not willing, we all know that friend where you give them advice and they never take it. So their life they obviously doesn't it. change. But, <laughs> um, just seeing that. And I love helping people just being there, being a safe space and helping people feel understood. So I was like, why wouldn't it be right for me? Like, why the hell not? But that's been a question of like not having experience. You don't want to I guess, lead people astray. But like you said, you know, you can do this because you've done it without trying with other mm-hmm. people. So it it definitely helped to hear that because I've just been wondering, I'm like, how did these people get started? Like, do you have <laughs> to hire a coach right away? Because if you're not in the space fully, whether it's financially or just things going on to be yeah. able to hire one, it makes you feel like you're underqualified to become one. And I was mm. like, I know there's, I not, I know not everyone has hired a coach or done a class or something yeah. to become one. I'm like, I know there's people out there who have started just kind of like, I can do this. I'll figure out how, but like you said, yeah. like knowing that you had to create an outline to get on those coaching calls. Cause I've been wondering, I'm like, what the hell do those look like? <laughs> You're like, how do you even structure that? Yeah. And I was actually just talking to a client about this yesterday. And she was like, how do you, how did you structure literally your sessions when you first started? And I'm like, I'm like, when I first started, I told her about the outline. I'm like, but what I do now, so this will be like super great for anybody who wants to be a coach especially when I'm like taking on a one-on-one client at the beginning of like my program is six months long one-on-one. So the beginning of our six months, we do like a 90 minute deep dive session into their goals, like their long-term vision. We do like a release exercise that way. Like I know what their vision is. We release everything that is like coming up for them right now, standing in the way. And then we make an action plan. And then after that, I have activities based off of those things that are on like that their goals align with. And so I think when you're first starting and you're like, how the heck do I become a coach? This is what I did to like make my signature program MMM method is like, okay, I went through all of my old journals. And I was like, what journal prompts have I done that changed my life? What were the things that I studied that changed my life? Like astrology changed a lot of things for me because it made me understand myself more manifesting with the moon phases really helped me change things. So I teach about the moon phases, tapping into your spirit guides to get guidance that always helped me know what action steps to take. So I taught about that. And so when you're looking at structuring either your first program, or structuring your first coaching package, it's like, what have you done? And when you go based off of that, and not based off of other people you see online, or based off what you think this person should do, you're going to feel a lot more confident, because you're like, I did this myself and this is how it made me feel. I think this exercise is going to be really helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. And I forgot you had said you were a Capricorn and I love that. <laughs> I forget who I talked to someone um, on my Instagram and one of our, our, my mutual followers. And yeah, she was, I think she's a Capricorn. I was like, I, sw- I swiped up. I was like, I love Capricorn energy. I was like, y'all get so much shit done. And I was like, we oh, do love it. I was like, I need that. I need that. Like, I was like, I every day strive to embody Capricorn energy when it comes to yes. getting shit done because y'all just like go, go, go. And I'm like, I don't oh know how you do it, but the inspiration. <laughs> we have such an expanded energetic capacity. I just recorded an episode on my podcast on this actually of like, oh my gosh, being a Capricorn definitely gives me an upper hand, but it's like, mm-hmm. you have to have this expanded energetic capacity to deal with things. And the biggest, like my biggest tip for that, just like a mini little hack is like, if you want to expand your capacity, like getting shit done without burning out, it's 
choosing not to like react to things and just being willing to figure it out all the mm-hmm. time. Like I have this ongoing manifestation that I can't yet share about, but there has <laughs> been so many things, like literally so many doors just slammed in my face, slammed in my face, slammed in my face. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we'll just figure it out. We'll just figure it out, figure it out again, figure it out again. And like, sure, we'll have like a shitty five minutes of like, oh my God, this is getting fucking ridiculous. Like, why is this happening? But you have your shitty five minutes and then you just get up and figure it out. And I think the fourth part of my manifestation process of like, create these experiences, go live your life, get busy, like creating things now really helps because when your life is really full of work, your partner, your friends, your fitness goals, like all these things you want to do, you don't have time to sit and wallow. You genuinely just have to get shit done. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's like one of my biggest Capricorn hacks is like (laughs) Capricorns just have this expanded capacity naturally. But if you want to tap into that, stop reacting to things so majorly, just be like, well, guess we're gonna have to figure it out and keep yourself busy because then you have to keep going. Yeah, and I love that. And I feel like the letting stuff go thing. I don't know. I would love to know what this is in my chart, but I have a tendency to not give up on things. Even when it frustrates me, but it takes a while for me to get frustrated compared to the average person. Like, for example, you know, like building like an Ikea furniture, just any furniture. Everyone hates the instructions. (laughs) Like my mom, my boyfriend, they get irritated. I'm like, give me that. Like, I take the instruction (laughs) manual and it's built. And I'm like, I don't know why you were so confused. Like, just calm down, breathe through it. It's okay. Like, just (laughs) look at it. It's not that hard, but like... I forget what it was, but I think I um, had also mentioned in a podcast episode, there was something that was, I don't, I really can't remember what it was, but it was something I was trying to do or something I wanted and it wasn't working. Like it wasn't, Mm. I could not get it to work. I kept, like you said, getting doors shut in my face and I just kept getting more and more irritated. And I tend to like take a break for a few hours or a day and come back to it if I can. Um, That's a good thing to do if you guys struggle with that but I just kept coming back to it and I literally looked at my boyfriend one day and I was like why won't I just give up on this like why like why can I not let myself give up oh can you hear me oh hold on guys we might have had a little issue oh no okay her audio stopped working we have just a second so we'll try and get that oh are we back Oh, we're back. Oh my God, my AirPods died and it went silent. Like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on? (laughs) Always, every time that happens. I hate that. It it really just goes silent. It takes forever to integrate back. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so sorry about that. No, that's okay. We're back, guys. On your podcast that you would not give up on. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great example, you guys. I was like, maybe I'll have to pause the recording, but it's okay. Listen, we went through it together, all of us. We're in it together. Yes, we are. See, we just figure it out and we keep going. Yes, exactly. But that's the thing. I just asked my boyfriend, I was like, why won't I just give up on it? Like, this is so Uh tiring. And I just, I think when you have a drive for something or when, like, I think the drive and passion is a good part but I feel like for me I just like to get things done. like I hate to leave something incompleted like if I start on something I have to finish it so I think that's a big thing for me but that passion and that drive really helps um just get shit done like you said and also not reacting is a huge thing um I've noticed that I think the past couple years where I'm like like, you, you know, when you're like, I want to start twitching, you're like, I don't know how I'm getting to yeah. this, other people would be 
on the floor sobbing. Like literally, best friend tells me that I'll tell my best friend something, and they're they're like, "Why are you not on the floor sobbing?" Because I would be right now. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, it feels like nothing at this point. Like you just oh get God. through it. You learn to, That's like you said, cool. not react to these things. Yeah, seriously, that's something like that happened just a few days ago. And my husband was like, I am scared at how calm you are right now. And I'm like, at, at this point, I just have to keep figuring out like, we just have to keep going. I don't, I don't know, we just have to keep doing it. Yeah. And I like that mindset, of like, just genuinely not willing to give up. I'm the same way. And it's so important because it creates you into this person who constantly follows through because it's so common nowadays that like we don't follow through on things. We start something and we fall off the face of the earth on it. And we don't have that the same discipline as we, I think quote unquote kind of should because the discipline makes us more confident and pushes our goals ahead a lot faster, but it's like, it makes you a more solid human for your manifestations in general. Like if you're willing to consistently pursue something kind of like being in a long-term relationship, if you're willing to consistently pursue your partner, like you're just going to be a more solid, more consistent human. And that makes you more magnetic for your manifestations too. Right. And I feel like the relationship's a good, um, example because I feel oftentimes us girlies know sometimes we put up with shit longer than we should so yeah <laughs> you're willing to give your partner chance after chance you have to do that for yourself and your manifestation yes. your goals like you can't you just gotta give yourself the same grace you give other people especially when people don't deserve it because that happens but we've all been percent. in a relationship like that <laughs> Yeah, you have to give it to yourself too. Because it's like, if you're constantly doing that for other people, you're draining so much of your energy. And when mm -hmm. you're not doing it for yourself, like, why are you so quick to back out on your own dreams and goals, like have the same level of importance for yourself that will take you so far ahead when it comes to your goals. Yes, I love it. I love it. I know we went off topic from the coaching question that she <laughs> answered so greatly. I hope you guys got something good from that if you are also looking to be a coach because I've been, I'm like, somebody explain this to me because <laughs> I need to know. But it helps me have that confidence because like you said, like, I have that intuition. I know I can help others, but just yeah. like you said, can I change someone's life that like, I don't know. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole thing, but that confidence is important. And um, that's been a couple of the realizations I've had the past week. Thank God. I'm like universe spirit team. You guys always have good timing. Yeah. You no, know, I've been asking. Um, and actually I want to bring this up because you, um, didn't see it obviously it was a months ago and we weren't in contact then but I um actually had asked for a sign for coaching I was like listen okay I was like do you want me to do this or not let me know and I chose um a sign for if they didn't want me to do it and then a sign if I should do it and Perfect mine was the sign to do it was an orange butterfly and they've okay. already heard this story but yeah my sign was an orange butterfly and for like a month before that, completely not connected to it, completely not thinking about a coaching sign. I kept yeah. thinking because my man and I were going on Sunday walks because I was like, we should do this. I think it'll be great for us. And it was. We love a good hot girl walk. Yes, <laughs> it's not, we do. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a hot girl walk for the men, but you know. <laughs> 
But um, we were doing our walks and I kept thinking all the butterflies because it was getting warmer. I was like, I want one to land on me. I haven't had one land on me since I was a kid and I was on the playground and one like landed on my elbow. And I was like, Yeah. oh my God. And everyone's like, that's such a good sign. Like the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I want another one to land on me. It's been years and years. So Right. I, I would try and like get one to land on me. Like one would fly by and I'd stick my hand out and nothing. And I'm like, Please. fine. Yes. I'm like, please land on me. So I'm just waiting. And then one day my boyfriend was changing my oil and I, all of a sudden, like I gasped and he's like, what? And I'm like, there's a butterfly on me and it's orange. <laughs> and he didn't know Oh what my it meant. gosh. He had no idea. He had no idea what it meant. And he, I'm like, I It's asked like, for okay. an orange. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> um, I was like, I asked for an orange butterfly as a sign, but I've also been dying for one to land on me recently. And out of all the butterflies to possibly land on me. It's an orange one. Like, are you kidding me? And I Yeah. was just blown away. And that butterfly stuck around me for like seven minutes. Like it was Oh on my gosh. my hand. Yes, I have videos, but it was on my hand for a while. And then when I thought it flew away, I turned around and it was like on my butt, <laughs> landed on my butt. And I'm like, why would you like go, go away and come back? And it just kept hanging out around me on my car. Like it just stayed with me. And I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Mm. That's a sign. Yeah. So I was so excited and I was, that's what has catapulted me into actually becoming a coach. But <laughs> I've had that question, like, okay, so now what, <laughs> so like, how do how I do this? do I do this? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, you have to know, like, you change lives. You already are doing that on your podcast. So it's like bringing that confidence and like, okay, well, if I can do this on a podcast, and I know it's changing people's lives just for them listening to me on a weekly basis. Like, imagine the transformation that can be created with you one to one on somebody like getting to personally dive into their struggles and give them personalized exercises to help them just based off the experiences that you have had. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. And we have touched on all the good stuff today. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, you guys are going to see this already because you saw the time when you clicked on it. But I'm uploading this as the full episode so you can get all the MJ greatness in one dose. Um, Yes. the MJ experience. If Always. you guys, yes, if you guys don't follow her, you guys definitely should. I'll leave her socials in the show notes below. But do you want to tell them where to find you? Yeah, of course. You guys can hang out with me all over the place. We have my podcast, Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast on every podcast pl platform you can imagine. Um, and then you can hang out with me over on Instagram. I'm at the Michaela J. TikTok at the Michaela J. My YouTube channel is Michaela J. all of the places. Yes, and she posts so many good things like every day. So you guys got to check it out. I love her stories. I'm over here like, what's Michaela doing? I want to Yeah, see. what's she up to <laughs> today? Seriously, yeah, I'm like always, the... always on there. And then Yes. if you guys want to join my email list, because I send out weekly emails with like manifestation hacks and stuff, I actually have a free manifestation ebook that I can give you the link to to put in the show notes for people. Yes. But it's my guide going over the same four steps we talked about, but there's bonus rituals and tips uh, and different exercises in there completely for free. I call it my like rich and ridiculous guide Yes. to manifestation. And then you guys can be on my email list as well to get um, I do manifestation Monday emails that are super juicy. So I'll make sure that you Yes. get the link to put that in the show notes. 
Perfect. Yes, I am on those emails, you guys. And I think I actually saw the Rich and Ridiculous ebook and signed up for it, but I think it got buried in my email. So I need to go back and check Gotta for go that. Find it. <laughs> yes, because the chaos, as you've known for the past few weeks that we've, I think, all been going through, maybe. Seriously. So yes, it got lost, but definitely the email list is good. Definitely we will link the ebook below because I know all the juicy stuff's in there. Um, and definitely just check her out if you haven't already. If you don't know Michaela, then I don't know what rock you live under. <laughs> but <laughs> if you don't know her, you know her now and you got to go find her on social media. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Definitely message Michaela what you think. Post it on your story. Tag her. Tag the podcast Instagram, um, which will also be in the show notes below as usual. But other than that, I will catch you guys next Wednesday. Thank you.